Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Day Beautiful. I'm Adam Vitkavage, and this is a podcast where I interview a debut author about their reading and writing history, what inspires them, their debut book from Genesis to editing it, and from querying agents to finally selling it. If you like what you hear here, check us out on daybeautiful.net and follow us on social media at daybeautiful. Today's guest is a writer, musician, and educator from Brooklyn, New York. He has received fellowships from Callaloo and the New York State Writers Institute, among other honors. He is currently the media director of Lamp Black Literary Foundation, which seeks to provide mutual aid and various resources to black writers. He received his MFA from the University of Mississippi, and his debut novel, We Are a Haunting, has won the Center for Fiction First Novel Prize. Please welcome Tyreek White. Tyreek, thank you so much for joining the Day Beautiful podcast. You are the last guest of 2023, and I'm so excited to be talking to you. And we are chatting because you won the Center for Fiction First Novel Prize. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. As I <laughs> kind of alluded to, I was a little um, shocked. There's mm-hmm. like pictures of the moment, which is which is great. And I'm, I'm just like, you know, kind of in the moment. Um, in this kind of like odd moment, I hear a voice somewhere to the side, uh, hug your mother. It's probably PJ. It's probably, <laughs> probably uh, someone. Um, but I just remember hugging my mom and um, getting up and like trying to compose myself to like walk on, onto, onto the stage. And um, it was really a breathtaking moment. Yeah. I, I compose myself. Yeah. I I think it's such an amazing moment for a young writer or, you know, a writer who's been doing it for 50 years and they finally published to just be recognized by someone like the Center for Fiction, who's very like involved in the community and yeah. the whole publishing industry. Yeah. Um, right. I want to go back and talk about your writing history and maybe and, and maybe talk about your mom a little bit. Was she influential in your writing and, and reading growing up and everything? For sure, yeah. Um, she was one of the first people that I knew, like read voraciously mm. um, from, you know, uh, Morrison to to sort of the more like uh, mainstream to to maybe the more like uh, independent, you know, sort of like uh, you know the Sister Soldier, the coldest mm-hmm. winter ever. I remember that was, that was one of uh, the first books I seen her read. Um, and yeah, so she was always kind of uh, giving me books, you know, um, reading to me as I was I was younger. And then like, you know, when we would go out, you know, hang out or whatever, it became, you know, just go to the bookstore or something like, you know, so yeah. it, it became a such a powerful, like a, a component of my life. And um, and in that, you know, is is most writers um become writers just you know from reading from from that experience of picking up a book and 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 that kind of imaginative kind of uh world building that you know that kind of sparks that um so she was definitely the the first person uh who instilled that in me and and in terms of like you know you know I'd written stories not engaged in sort of other kind of narrative sort of uh narrative based thing you know i i, mm-hmm. I guess at first i was uh i drew a lot so like mm-hmm. i draw like cartoons and comics and stuff like that and i think from there you know i guess my mind started working in those ways right yeah. uh storytelling narrative world building um, yeah yeah no, I, I love that. My mom was very influential in my reading and, and writing. Uh, similar, like I just, like her thing was Mary Higgins Clark, right? Like the murder mystery writer. Uh, and I read those books way too young and didn't really get it. And they were scary, even though they're just like cozy murder mysteries. Uh, same, same. Like yeah. I, like when I was young, um, read these like Ed McBain detective novels and Ian Rankin uh you know scottish uh detective procedurals and stuff like that but like walter mosley 
uh, who has like the Easy Rollins, uh, Devil in a Blue Dress kind of mm-hmm. series. Um, yeah, it was like 12. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 11, 12 reading these books. Like, for sure. And and you mentioned you were always kind of engaged in art in some way, drawing comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you do like mm-hmm. you make music. Um, yeah. What yeah. drew you to wanting to create like not everyone wants to do it. Right. I don't write fiction or anything. I just like to talk to people. But like what drew what? Mm. Why do you do what you do? I think. I think we're all kind of. um searching for like you know the things that kind of fulfill that like you know that spark in us right um and like you 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 say you you don't write which i'm gonna ask you about but um but you you know you you pour over it because you care deeply about it Mm -hmm. um and it's a similar thing it's just i i always kind of you know it was the only thing i could imagine myself doing you know Mm. if if it wasn't drawing or creating stories or like telling stories through you know rap or music um i always seen or felt myself to be happiest kind of with like writing and and with like building worlds and you know i i i want to say like maybe it was a a summation of kind of all these things because you know like um you know i was i was a pretty great drawer but then, you know, the next grade, I wasn't the best drawer in class anymore, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, you you kind of find other things. I wasn't the best um, at this, at that. But I think when, I guess, writing came around or like writing stories or, or, or kind of short stories that started happening. Um, like I remember in middle school, um, I was in this creative writing class. And like one of the assignments was, uh, I think the teacher assigned us to write a story based on a real event. And like she wrote this story, about, which uh, might be pretty telling now. She might have been a prophet, but it was it was essentially if um, written from the perspective of um, Tupac the night he was he was killed or whatever, and like it was this insinuation that Suge Knight did it or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like seeing this, this cold glare from the front seat. And I, 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 like, I was mind blown by like, like, wow, fiction can do that. Or like storytelling can do that. Like, you know, um, enter this world that you're obsessed with. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, make you look at it in different ways from different vantage points from like, you know, to make you like embodied feeling in this moment like like feeling like i was in that car yeah. <laughs> you know and i'm in like seventh grade or whatever but i remember kind of being in that class and being like hmm, i think i want to write more yeah. stories right so have you been yeah. writing ever since or was there a time where you didn't even think about writing or fiction or anything no i think think i was writing ever since i think i think music became Mm -hmm. you know like a a big a big part of me just because uh it's it's still that sort of you know hip-hop as that kind of narrative sort of uh art form right Mm -hmm. this this music form but also being very collaborative in in a way that um you know sometimes writing can't be right but it possibly can be but so so yeah socially and like in friend groups, that was more of the uh, the thing. And then, then like I, you know, I had um, friends in the, you know, the, the spoken word scene, poetry scene here in New York. So, mm-hmm. you know, Urban Word NYC. You know, I'd, I'd go watch uh, slams at the New Yorkian and and the Bowery. Um, and so I was around it, right? And, and you know, I you know I kind of dabbled in poetry as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always kind of was on the outlier because, you know, I never quite, you know, between kind of music and then like writing poetry, it was like I found or or I felt a bit safer in, you know, fiction or, or, or story writing. Um, but it, it was kind of this thing that I had to like, you know, work on myself, which is like, you know, a bit, you know, you can't, 
like I hadn't found how to uh, kind of take some of this work and perform it at the Bowery, like my friends were doing, or perform mm-hmm. it at the New York, like my friends were doing, or open mics. Um, so it was figuring that out, like figuring out my voice and kind of like figuring out if this is what I want to do and and being, <laughs> you know, kind of not forced, but like a good forced, like, you know, it became a thing that I needed to do, that I had to do. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to write a book. I wanted to write a novel. I wanted to write stories. Um, I think, you know, I realized that, you know, just, just the support of, um, you know, some of my teachers, some of, you know, my, um, my high school teachers, um, you know, told me about McSweeney's and like, mm. you know, um, they submitted my work for, uh, I won like a laptop in high school, uh, at the Brooklyn book festival, um, just for a short story. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just just these kind of like small things, like it kind of encouraged me, like, oh, okay, people sort of like it. Um, I really <laughs> like it, even though it's you know, it's becoming like this this uh this thing that takes hold in a sense. Um, but mm-hmm. I didn't realize that as a as a young person, but it, you know, it was a thing I liked and and people said I was good at it. So it was like I think this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And then you eventually you get an undergrad in creative writing and Africana studies and then get your MFA. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. like through your 18 through young adulthood were writing. Yeah. Like that's what you, you saw the yeah. path and then took it. Right. You just were writing that entire time. In a sense, you know, I didn't, I didn't Right. It was, it was a path. Right. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I guess I didn't know the full extent of the path. So like mm-hmm. when I got my undergrad, and, you know, I was lucky enough to take workshops with, like, you know, Nina Revoir. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan was there at the time. Um, and, you know, I love, like, Fortress of Solitude. I had read that, like, the summer before I took his class. Mm-hmm. Was like, oh. um, so, yeah, it was it was definitely my path. And I, But after I graduated, I didn't, you know, that's, that's kind of where it got a little cloudy for me. Oh, okay, yeah it was it was taking that next step right and um and while taking that next step like you know working you know bullshit jobs and and, um you know trying to uh uh, get my work in in uh you know magazines journals um but finally you know getting into some workshops right and being around writers and that was really the the kind of lifeline, like being around, you know, people who had done it or were, were doing it, were trying to do that and, and what it looked like sort of mm-hmm. um, on a day-to-day basis, right? Or or like a, a more um, micro basis and seeing like, all right, you know, there's, there's several ways you can go about this, right? And maybe you should apply for an MFA program and, and um, that was one of the paths that that kind of um, fit what I needed. You know, I just needed time, space to mm-hmm. kind of just work on something, you know, and um, that's what yeah. led me there. Yeah. Yeah. What was your time like? And were you in Mississippi uh, during your MFA or was it low res or anything? Were you that, in Oxford? Yeah. 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 It was uh, it was fully funded. Um, it was between. Ole Miss and Columbia here in New York. So it was a tough, it was a tough decision, you know, you know, Columbia, um, you know, very esteemed, uh, but you know, in your city too, you know, right at home at, at the crib. Uh, so, you know, and then you had Victor Lavelle there, you had, uh, Paul Beattie there, uh, Mm um, a bunch of others, uh, Margot Jefferson, I think was there at one point. Um, so that was that was a choice, but it was partially funded. It was kind of at home, right? So like how much <laughs> how much was I really gonna get done? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Mississippi, you know, felt very, you know, uh, the head of the program at the time, Derek, uh, reached out to me personally. Um, KSA, um, he emailed me, he reached out. Uh, I just felt 
super um embraced and excited by like what they were doing mm -hmm. um and yeah and I, I and i made the choice to 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 kind of move you know for for a three-year program right mm -hmm. um so being in oxford being in this kind of new uh space or setting or whatever and trying to write a book about new york um <laughs> yeah it was interesting at first but you know um for sure it was helpful yeah so we are a haunting was on your mind during your mfa program and during your time in mississippi yeah yeah um the i guess the basis for it right the this this kind of coming of age story um uh this kind of neighborhood this community in in uh, east new york brooklyn mm -hmm. um these elements were already kind of you know and had been with me for for a while um so you know like my um application for the mfa program is like maybe the, the second chapter in the book mm. so like this i mean uh, you know obviously uh, yeah. revised or whatever sure. but you know so uh that basic shape and skeleton and, and those ideas were there but you know yeah throughout the experience it kind of grew and grew and grew and, and became sort of this this other thing this more sort of uh complicated thing right mm -hmm. um and yeah and i think you know being taught uh, by Kiese Lehman, having the opportunity to work with uh, Garth Greenwell, hmm. having the opportunity to work with uh, Catherine Lacey, uh, it sort of grew, uh, you know, my attention to to different elements, to different craft elements, um, to different um, ways I wanted to write about uh, family or or the land or or intimacy mm -hmm. or you know um yeah for sure i uh, yeah i normally ask this at the top of conversations but i'll ask it now before i think we'll dive maybe a little into the writing of it i mean we definitely will. what is we are a haunting how do you pitch it to people how do you talk about it uh so i usually usually just say it's um this kind of coming of age story, this family saga uh, that takes place in East New York, Brooklyn, um, this working class neighborhood, this largely black and brown community. Um, and it's this kind of conversation across time, across life and death. Uh, I sort of said this at the center for fiction. Yeah. And and um, between, you know, uh, Kali, uh, this young kid growing up, um, you know, a little sort of um, uh, contemplating kind of this, the apathy he feels or, or the the com sort of numbness he feels in trying to navigate um, this kind of place full of, uh, you know, systemic sort of violence and um, and he's, you know, wrapped in this sort of grief of of you know this loss of his mother um who you know hurting is is key and you know we kind of follow her story a bit right and it's kind of this parallel uh coming of age kind of narratives um and you know the the kind of core of the story is this conversation right because Kali begins seeing you know ghost or he thinks mm -hmm. she sees the ghost of his mother um in whatever form that may take and um we see her and you know and by her i mean key but we get to see her kind of in this you know the late 1980s early 90s um we get to see her sort of um because she she inherit she had inherited the same gift from her grandmother i mean from her mother mm -hmm. um and so um it's 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 really the reverberation of 
hauntings and how, um, you know, our past, you know, especially, you know, as black folk in this country, as, as many sort of disenfranchised people in this country, um, a lot of our, our histories or a lot of our pasts, um, you know, stay with us, you know, but how do we kind of, um, you know, kind of flip that on its head, right? And 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 not view it as trauma, right? Or not just experience it as trauma, but um, try and listen to it, right? Um, yeah. To try and uh, sort of investigate and go deeper into our past, into our histories, to to you know perhaps find new ways forward or alternate paths forward. Um, and you know, and and really, you know, the story is dedicated to, or not dedicated, but but sort of you know, the ways in which we survive, right, in these communities, the ways in which working class people in this country um, on, on a day-to-day, -day, like, that experience of walking on this tightrope between feeding or supporting your family and utter chaos, right? What does that feel? What does that look mm -hmm. like? Um, and that's why it kind of leans into the speculative kind of ghost mm -hmm. uh, story that's haunting because it's... Um, you know, at times, like, how do we make sense of these things, right? Um, so, yeah. For sure. <laughs> it's it's like a longer pitch than I... <laughs> no, I usually, but I think... Usually the pitch is shorter. For sure, no, but I think it, it is a complicated book in a good way. Like, there's so much that readers can take out of it. I'm notoriously bad at explaining what books are because I just feel like I don't want to say what a book is because the author should say what the book is, you know? Um, mm -hmm. so I always like asking that because even after, you know, reading your book, what, almost six, seven, eight months ago, cause I read it before it came out. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. just like how it yeah, has changed. With me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, so good. Still one of my favorites. Um, thank you, thank you, I don't man. think I was supposed to be rooting for someone at center for fiction, but I was like, <laughs> I hope Tyreek wins, you know, um, I'd love to talk. Cause I knew I was going to talk to the winner and like all of them are yeah, great, yeah. but I was like, oh, I really do yeah. want to talk to Tyreek after months and months of loving his book. Yes, um, yes. anyway, uh, yeah. So I just love hearing about you mentioned how your time at the MFA with like Kiese and, and Garth and the other, uh, other instructors, other writers like shaped your not shaped it, but like helped get to where you needed to get to what came out of the MFA program. This was a coming of age story. Did was the hauntings, were they always there or was that later? Mm. Um the the hauntings. So yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's it, funny you say that because it was Garth's uh workshop. So that so I'll say this, right? So for a while, the coming of age thing was, um, you know, I was working on that, right? Mm -hmm. And I think through, you know, a number of elements, you know, I was it's kind of in a, uh, I was in a course, you know, sort of a, um, about early American materiality, um, using sort of artifacts to um, explore kind of like you know 16th, 17th century you know america right mm -hmm. uh or or the, the the origins right and you know of course i wanted to write about my neighborhood so at the time i was just uh doing a bunch of this this research into uh my my community uh specifically you know just like local kind of uh landmarks right um there's there was uh like the one of three only sort of um, African burial sites, right? It was, you know, uh, underneath like my home library that I go to, that I, I used to go to and print out science projects. You know, um, there was this Dutch reformed church that was there um, that's in the book, but, you know, that um, carries a history with it, in especially with the cemetery behind it, right? So I was doing all this, sort of research about like you know the the, the street names right mm -hmm. <laughs> you know who were uh the towns named after in brooklyn before it was brooklyn uh were the you know the farms who who were the uh you know the landowners um 
so I was immersed in all of this history. And at the same time, um, was working on new, you know, new writing. And that's when Key's voice kind of entered mm-hmm. the whole mix. And it like took me by surprise, right? Uh, because it was, you know, it was a time period that I'd always wanted to write about. You know, I I love 80s and 90s movies. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, especially that kind of like juice, paid in full kind of like vibe, that energy. Um, so I've, I've always wanted to write in that time period. But but at the same time, uh, this, this character, uh, Key, she, you know, she also seen ghosts. And how that haunting, you know, sort of manifested in her life, um, and and it was and it was and it was leading me to to kind of, you know, it could I couldn't really contain it in terms of of time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of goes back and forth uh, with Key's life in the in the late eighties, and um, sort of these these kind of moments where she enters this kind of liminal space and is able to kind of um see the dead from you know all these different time periods um and that was groundbreaking kind of for the for for me in the story because um you know i was always writing about time like from mm-hmm. uh you know there's there's like this book from like college you know, where I was just fascinated with like things that I couldn't understand. I didn't really understand or didn't really know how they would work into things, right? Um, and and suddenly all these things were were sort of making sense and coming together. And it really began with with Key's voice and mm. Key kind of uh, taking over the story in a sense, right? Um, well, not taking, you know, but, sure, but, yeah. In, in sort of um, breaking open the structure that I had already had. Um, so suddenly it became this, again, this, you know, goes from this kind of coming of age thing to this kind of conversation. And yeah. um, I began looking at it, began looking at it like that. Yeah, for sure. I love that. I, I think I, maybe you said it at the Center for Fiction party, um, or in another interview, just about how the book's a conversation. And I like that term because it is a lot of things coming of age, a story about the lands, but the conversation between mother and son and and everything Mm -hmm. else is really what I think drives home the fact that I love this book and recommended it so many times Mm -hmm. throughout the year. Um, Yeah, definitely. I want to talk a little bit just about so I want to cover so much and I don't want to take up too much of your time, but like the timeline of writing in your MFA and then selling mm-hmm. it and editing it. So you're mm-hmm. in your MFA is the the book finished. And I put that in quotes by the time you finish your MFA or how much work was left to do. Um, It was, it was basically, um, I had parts one and two mm-hmm. and a little bit of part three. Um, and that was my thesis, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, I think, uh, you know, my thesis advisor was Kiese. And, you know, he told me, you know, fix it up a little bit uh, and, you know, send it back to me. You know, we see what we can um, what we can do. And, you know, that was ended up being the biggest layup, right? Um, because he ended up, ended up showing um, the manuscript to his agent, PJ Mark. Mm-hmm. And that's how PJ got a hold of it. And this was 2020. This was during the pandemic. Um, <laughs> so I defended this thesis virtually. Um, PJ has this uh, just story of reading this during quarantine and just, you know, I, and, I, and I could imagine, you know, I was isolated in Mississippi. But mm-hmm. he was isolated in the city, right? And yeah. reading this and, you know, had this kind of connection to it and, and reached out to me um, months, you know, a couple months later. And from there, it was, 
getting it right. It was figuring out the ending. So I must have spent um, another few months kind of working on the ending, right? Um, working out the rest of part three. Um, and then I had, I you know, I for a while, I just had the the scene from, like I had the image of the last kind of scene, like how I wanted it to end. Um, and it was just writing into that. And um, that took a, another few months. And then, you know, this was post, again, post uh, 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're at 2021 at this point. And it's still, yeah, yeah, like um, the end of 2020 and then into 2021. Um, you know, the industry is still pretty, you know, I guess sluggish, right? Yeah. You know? is <laughs> putting it nicely um i feel like you know every couple of years um the industry just freaks out and it's an, like a new thing mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. something new or whatever but but really the same thing um so yeah everyone's freaking out uh so we wait so we don't you know we don't sell it immediately um which was you know tough for me too just just um you know like having this thing right and now having it kind of done completed yeah, right yeah yeah and um and you know um trying to kind of like i'm you know i'm working i'm still writing i'm like working on other stuff or whatever yeah. <laughs> like you know i'm still like a large part of like my life is like tied up in this thing that can't be sold or or anything right yeah. now um but you know, finally we did um auction it. Um I want to say 2021. Um and and yeah, and it was, you know, it was very, very well received. And um I ended up going. Um, you know, I had a couple, you know, a few conversations and I ended up going with Astro House, um, mainly because um my editor at the time was uh you know Danny Vasquez it was very um I related a lot you know to his background sort of um you know he grew up in public housing as well in Queens and I think we just kind of connected uh in a sense of like what the book should kind of should kind of feel like and look like mm-hmm. and and yeah so then you know, <laughs> now another kind of year long process of like editing, editing again, um, figuring out the structure, you know, the structure was entirely sort of different um, when I first did it. And, you know, kind of finding the ways in which uh, it would work the best, you know, hopefully we, t- we did that. And um, yeah, and then, you know, kind of the 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 industryness of it right so you know that does that didn't even really come into uh into play until like um you know because like you're asking for blurbs and asking for like people to read your book um it really just feels like you know you're asking like friends or you're, you're asking your mm-hmm. mentor it's like asking like you know a recommendation or like a college yeah um, you know letter for you know so it, it kind of felt like that um, it didn't really feel uh, too, you know, industry until kind of, you know, you see the first arc or you, you see the first, uh, you know, um, you know, love for it or mm. or, or criticism of it. Right. Um, and so, yeah, so just getting adjusted to that. But, but it was good because, you know, I had all this time to kind of sit with it right to sit with the story to be okay with what it is and 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 what it became right um yeah so it was it was a, it's a great it was it's a great experience challenging at times but it was, it was it's a great experience yeah definitely and once you publish once it's out right mm-hmm. we're going to kind of fast forward i feel this is normally when i talk to writers it's the weeks leading up to publication the nerves etc the mm. same questions over and over again in publicity cycle uh, mm-hmm. at least that's what i feel when i read interviews with the same author across publications anyway um 
how is it you launch and we mm. are hauntings out there was it yeah. overwhelming underwhelming did you disassociate and just block it out what was those <laughs> weeks like for you um uh, i think i think there's parallels right to the weeks leading up to to this right <laughs> to the center for fiction yeah, yeah, yeah and and kind of the release right because you know you don't know you're kind of just you know i'm pretty i'm pretty uh chill about this shit anyway like i don't i don't put too much stock in um you know i i understand what the game is right mm -hmm. and i understand like a story like mine you know isn't isn't a mainstream choice it isn't like a mainstream sort of like you know thing that general audiences would would you know like or consume like it's it's heavy it's it's complicated it's messy it's it's all these things so i I understood that from the beginning. Um mm -hmm. and in general, you know, I I know um kind of my worth isn't tied into kind of like what you know kind of people say who yeah who you know haven't met these people or haven't been to this place or haven't mm -hmm. you know so you know, I'm I'm kind of chilling. Sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. maybe I'm a little too like um uh, chill in the beginning but there is kind of um the the swirl of um i guess you know going to to bookstores right and and um you know starting to i guess that first right um that first day when the book dropped i went to uh several bookstores across the city and it was it was like one of the best things right because yeah. you know i spent my entire life hanging out in bookstores and to kind of just go into them with like my publicist and you know prh reps yeah. it was fun and, and and having um you know kind of these dinners um so we had dinner at uh miss lily's which is like one of my favorite kind of restaurants they serve caribbean food and like having it around a, a book and and kind of um inviting booksellers to to have dinner and mm -hmm. sit down with us and talk to them um so like you know these kind of i guess um typically maybe uh schmoozy events it was very just comfortable for me because it was it was in spaces or environments that uh or with people that i felt yeah you know beyond you know beyond this this kind of thing that we do it's like you know um there's a connection there's a deeper kind of thing like we were on the same page or a similar page um i don't think it was until like my um my launch event that like i felt kind of the rush of it in real time and you know it made me realize um enjoy the highs of course but you know the same highs as, or the same lows because like i like that launch you know my my family came out um my friends friends from high school college mm -hmm. you know childhood um you know my peers you know industry uh peers in this in this thing that we do um and it was at brooklyn museum this place that i worship when i grew you know i all i'd spend a bunch of time there first saturdays like how much of <laughs> you know my my life was sort of tied into that place um so all of that just like you know by the end of the night like it was, it was one of the best nights of my life and by the end of it i was just emotionally just drained and like you know tears just like oh my god just you know and it was one of those things. It was like, you know, the same highs or the same lows. You know, maybe if you get too high, you can get super low. So just, you know, trying to remain sort of steady, right? Yeah. And enjoying each side of the each end of the spectrum, but just trying to keep steady and trying to keep these things sort of in perspective, right? Yeah. Um. So I think that's when it really like set in for me like just how i should uh 
approach this right and then and then you know going through touring going through just uh you know the press cycle and, and all of these things um it, it was you know it was learning on the fly of how to navigate right just yeah. you know being open being prepared but also um being confident and like i i this book is uh part of my life so like i'm confident about it i know what i want to say about it um so i didn't worry in those in, in those cases um but yeah yeah it was it was a uh, it was just trying to trying to keep steady, I guess, you know. Yeah, and I think, and, and then, sorry, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, I feel I, I've talked to writers usually right before publication or sometimes right after, and they're like, yeah, you spend your entire life in theory, right, um, building up to this moment. Maybe the, you only were working on the book for five, ten years, but your entire life, then it's over mm -hmm. in a second because the publishers. And it's out there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I was just going to ask, like, after kind of tour dies down throughout summer, do you feel like we are a haunting? I know you said it's part of your life, but is it like the past, the present, or the future still with you? I mean, up until obviously Center for Fiction all happens, but like after touring's kind of wrapped up in the end of August, how do you feel mm -hmm. about we are hunting and wh where it is in your life? Um. I in in August I was I was a little I was a little gassed. Mm -hmm. a <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. A little gassed. You know, it was it was present and I wanted it to be a bit past because people were already, you know, people were already, you know, what is what's what's, what's next? next? What are you working on? You know? Yeah. And so like, you know, I guess, you know, because again, this project I wrote and finished probably in 2021. So like yes, my like creative energy perhaps in August was not at all into <laughs> uh, we are haunting, but you know I had to talk about it, you know. Yeah. Um, and then you know, sort of quieting down. Um, you know, I was, I was grateful. Um, I was also it was also a reflective period of sort of what the book did do, right? And you start measuring um did it do what i wanted it to do um and again like it blew past my wildest expectations mm -hmm. um, but then you talk to other writers you talk to other you know people and you know other expectations for for other projects and and other authors it's like it's like i don't know i don't know should should i want less should i want more should i like i don't know you know, especially this, like, again, like, it's my first time, you know, going through this. Um, mm. So I didn't know what I, <laughs> you know, what I should feel like. I'm, again, like, I'm just humbled by, I was, I was humbled at the blurbs, you know, yeah. I was humbled at um, getting, you know, all these people that I looked up to, um, to say nice things <laughs> about the book like i was good there and having yeah. uh my family love you know and having kind of like people from my community like walk up to me and be like yo i see myself mm -hmm. or i see um our childhood or i see you know that was the thing that like i held on to it was like very special to me um yeah so just you know kind of like trying to maintain that uh while also just having all these like questions and conversations going on around you and trying yeah. oh should i want this or should i have this or you know it's yeah. kind of juggling that and then months pass long list short list center for fiction first <laughs> novel prize you said you were overwhelmed you did did a tiny bit of you think, yeah, I got this? Or were you just like, I'm along for the ride? You can, and, and, don't, I think, and don't be humble. Cause like, were you like, yeah, yeah. we are hunting's damn good. <laughs> I think I was, I think I was along for the ride. Right. Oh, and yeah. I was along for the ride. And then the shortlist came out and, um, I, I, 
I took like city bias, right? I was like, I mean, you know, Elizabeth's from New York. Mm -hmm. Um, I love Elizabeth. Um, but when the shortlist came out and um several books I thought that were that might get it, um mm -hmm. that didn't end up on the shortlist, I kind of had that thought, like, I gotta win this. Yeah. I, yeah, I looking at the list, I mean, I loved, I read a lot of them. I interviewed uh, Esker. I listed a few of the other books, like when they came out, I love them. But I was like, God, I think, I think this is Tyree. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I pay, cause I pay attention to the awards and, and you can say whatever you want about awards. Yes. No best year lists. It's whatever. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's all part of the game in, in theory. Yeah. But like, I, it's like, it's really damn cool that. I thought, I thought it was going to be either Esther um Elizabeth um I also thought Jamila had a great chance yeah I um, think I mean it was a, I loved every single book listed it's like usually yeah. it's like oh that's interesting but I was like these are all really and good. I, yeah yeah so like again like I was again I was just stoked to kind of be along for the ride and I think uh maybe on the cab ride there I was like like maybe yo, what if I win this thing like for real? Let me let me write down some some notes or something, you know, just you know, so I'm prepared or whatever. Yeah. And and yeah, when it happened, like I completely it was a again, it was a complete out of body kind of experience because I literally, <laughs> you know, was not um sure that they were gonna give it to me, right? It wasn't like I didn't think we are haunting is good enough. For sure, I think it should win all the awards. Honestly, mm -hmm. to be to be a hundred with you, but yeah. like, who's gonna let that happen? So like, are they gonna let you? Like, they, that's that's how I feel at times. So that's why it was shocking because it's like, wow, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. It's so, just it's been such a great year for debut books. Your book was definitely one that was always year. yeah. I mean, just so good, and I and I feel like. You mentioned and during the conversation, like, you know, your book's messy and not for everyone and, and it's complicated and you could see why readers may like it, may not like it. But it, the fact that your book is so good and is out there and people are reading it just gives me hope that 2024, 2025, mm -hmm. we're going to see more books like this. Yeah. Because uh, what I'm like a middle class suburban white dude with bleached hair and I connected with with your characters right with your with your right. setting right and, and there's readers out there that i don't think maybe know that they are that we are haunting us for them yet and i think mm -hmm. hopefully this book like you know you see a sticker on a on a book in a bookstore and it does help right i hope more people read you know tyreek white because mm -hmm. of us yeah thank you i mean and that's like you know duty to you the, you know work you do with day beautiful that's you know the center for fiction of course like, mm -hmm. you know you know that's it's like the dream like you know you write these things kind of in a vacuum and and like it feels so important to you and and vital to you and you know it is it is great to feel that kind of validation that other people think it's also like this important thing so for sure like yeah. that's that's the only thing we can kind of hope for you know and and I'll wrap up with, you know, this book was finished, quote unquote, years ago. And I'll ask the question mm -hmm. that every author hates ask being asked, but what's next? What do you, what's on your mind? Not necessarily what you're working on, but what do you hope to write about and touch mm -hmm. upon in the future? Uh, there's so much. Uh -huh. um, and, you know, we are a haunting is not over because we're revising for the paperback. So oh, see, you always still, always be working on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you know I I love, um, and and puts me back in that world because it's like always like I kind of just want to keep writing in this world. Like mm -hmm. I would love to, um, but then there's again there's this part of me that's been living in the South for six years now, mm -hmm. um, and wanted mm -hmm. to kind of write something that's uh set there you know set here um there's parts of me that sees kind of 
these uh speculative elements these kind of like supernatural elements um being kind of ways to describe sort of the fragmented or the uh the kind of uh, idiosyncratic worlds and lives that we live um so you know leaning into that as well you know keep leaning into that there's um there's parts of me that read about um historical uh kind of you know uh events that you know kind of align or, or like stories that sort of cross and like you know especially during the sort of early creation of um of our country of our nation so you know maybe finding characters that um occupy those moments and writing mm -hmm. about those and then also building um alternate futures right um i i think um the story i'm working on now is you know a kind of imagines um this world you know but from a from a kind of you know different i guess uh not timeline but i don't, I don't want to say but just re, you know reimagining our, our contemporary world mm -hmm. um if certain things happened or didn't happen um mm -hmm. always like imagining those kind of things but you know these are very general kind of things i'm just throwing yeah. out there to not yeah. give out do not that's, give away anything but. that's what i want to hear just general things see what the future is like you have so many years of writing ahead of you and i cannot wait to read what's next and what's next and what's next thank uh, you tyreek thanks so much for joining me uh congratulations on an amazing debut year um appreciate you yeah i cannot wait to see what's next and hopefully our paths cross uh of course, of course. Uh, yeah but uh yeah thank you so much and thank you so much again to Tyreek White for talking to Day Beautiful about his debut novel, We Are a Haunting, the winner of the Center for Fiction First Novel Prize. You can find him on the internet at TyreekWhite.com and on Twitter and Instagram at NativeMindState. You can follow Day Beautiful at DayBeautiful.net and on all social media at Day Beautiful. And as always, I'm Adam. This is Day Beautiful. And you're all beautiful. <laughs>